Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Social Work Race, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the platform where we come to learn as frontline workers, where our voices, we come to learn from other professionals. And I'm going to run straight into this one. And I'm going to let um, someone who I met on on, on LinkedIn, I was going to say Instagram, but it's LinkedIn, um, who, who caught up with the platform. And I appreciate that she's joining because she's got a lot to bring. Uh, let me introduce, or I'm going to allow Maz to introduce herself and what she's about, and then we're going to get straight into this self-care topic. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. Hello, everyone. I am Maz Alexander. And yes, I, I wear many hats. I am a social worker, an adult mental health social worker, but I'm also a mental well-being coach. Uh, and I'm a mother and I'm multi-passionate. I offer bereavement um, support for families that are grieving. I'm also a stand-up comedian. I do many things. Mm. I didn't know that one. I didn't know that yeah. one. Yeah, full of surprises. You are. Yeah, you know, you actually, you should put magician there as well because you're going to pull something else out of the hat, right? Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. So, yeah, listen, um, it is something that I've decided that I'm really going to put a lot of promotion into, into social work. We need yeah. more social workers. We need good social workers. We need informed social workers. Um, what we're not going to do today, though, is talk about our clients. Why? Because... It's us that needs the support and help as well, right? Yes. And so I thank Maz for coming on. We had a bit of a conversation earlier on because I wanted to let social workers know that they have to look after themselves. And this is something I've been honest with myself about, look after themselves whilst they're doing social work or anyone else on the front line. Maz, I'm gonna ask you straight, how, why is this such a big topic for you? Yeah, well, apart from the fact um, I, I've been working in, in mental health for at least 10 years, but I've been a social worker across various um, sectors. And what I saw was um, we're, we're great, aren't we? Uh, we're great at looking after other people. And that's what we do for our clients. It's what we do for our families. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've seen lots of my, my colleagues, they're off, they're sick they're stressed and um, it just seems like resources for us are quite limited. Um, yeah, you've got HR, you've got, you could go to occupational health, you can do all those things, but the, mm. the support, the real support is lacking from mm. what I've seen. Mm. 
absolutely. Um, I, I will admit, I think that generally speaking, and only for a maybe more time than I should boast, I can be very high functioning, stressed. Mm. Um, and then I start to see the effects on my mind. Uh, what I decided to do is I decided to go for walks more often because I'm a walker. I have a nice yeah. car, but I prefer to walk than drive because of the impact of the relief that I have on my mind. And I noticed that with my mind, if my mind is relieved then my body's relieved because they're one. Yeah. Um, what are you finding then with frontline workers, social workers in particular, when it comes to how they're managing their self-care? Well, I'll be honest with you, they're, well, it's on a case by case basis, but generally they're not, they're not. Um, it's worth just saying from the outset that we know when it comes to mental health, at least one in four of us will experience a mental health problem throughout our lifetimes. And we, we also know, <laughs> And, and the figure's likely to be higher, Curtis, to be honest, but yeah, um, one in six workers, yeah, one in six frontline workers experiences um, conditions such as stress, anxiety, and what have you. So, and, and they're off work, that, that's costing, what is it, something like over 17.9 million days are lost each year because of mental health challenges that workers face. Mm. And that, that has massive, apart from the financial implications, and, and it's serious because it really is um, about your health. It's, it's, you know, it's... You know, it's interesting you say that. I did read a long time ago that um, overworking is the biggest cause of staff absence. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to... overworking cause? Say again? Yeah. What does overwork is overworking by itself i'm not sure but what what are the implications of overworking what does that cause mm. you know this is it um and then this would lead us to knowing that then if this is the case a lot of frontline workers social workers those in social care even in nhs that yeah. means that they're suffering in silence which, which then compounds yeah, the whole yeah. mental health situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there, there is a, a notion. I mean, we, we, in our, our economy, we're taught to, to, you know, keep on pushing through, keep on working, because we've got to be productive. We've mm. got to work, we can't be off because our clients depend on us other people and yeah it's any yeah. it's any um frontline worker yeah nurses ot's uh it's even people anyone in the caring pro professions some of my clients Curtis, are are ministers they're religious they're reverends because uh, they're, they're giving all the time and they're just depleted so it, it's important because i think we don't recognize so for example Curtis, mm -hmm. if i say to you what do you think of when i say the term mental health what comes to to mind oh man mental health you're gonna get stereotypes now okay um, well, be, be honest what comes yeah. to your mind first first of all uh i think of people who cannot cope people who are uh, nervous breakdowns i think of disability yeah those three things Thank come you. up to my mind straight away 
Yeah, that's very honest because a lot of people would probably share those those thoughts, and that's why you know I I run sessions on mental health awareness. We just had Mental Health Awareness Month, and those those answers that you've given are very similar to what a lot of people um, say, and that tells me that that there's still even though we're talking about it more, we've got people like Prince Harry, and it's trendy to talk about it, but we've got much more work to do. Yeah. So just from the outset, I would say mental health. We all have mental health, by the way, <laughs> in the same way we all have physical health, because we never say to the, you know, someone down the road, oh, do you know what, Curtis, Bill down the road, he's, he's got physical health, you know, he's got physical health. We, we, we just don't say that because health is health and sometimes we're sick and sometimes we're not and it fluctuates. Um, that's why, you know, it never stays the same, by the way. At, at different um, times in our, our life, it fluctuates. So we have to be mindful of that. So therefore it applies to all of us. And for the purposes of today, when I say mental health, I'm just talking about the way we think, how we feel, how we act. We're all human and it applies to us all. So, yeah. So I want you to address this and you can address me personally if you want, or you can just address it as a scenario, but I want listeners to leave here with the realistic knowledge, ability, tools to cope better, all right? So in social work, I work in children's services, yeah? Right. Mm. There are too many on our, there is too much, we are carrying caseloads heavier than we should. And mm. to be fair, at times more than what we can effectively manage. Mm -hmm. um, the, the thing is though, these are humans we get to know them, we work with them, and we become a part of their lives sometimes. How then am I supposed to balance my workload, which needs to be managed, mm -hmm. and ma maintain my own mental health? How is that possible? How do you strike that balance with us? Because that's, you're a coach, you're a, you're a, a well-being coach. How would you suggest that I do that? And that's a tough question. It is because it looks different for everyone. Um, <laughs> so I don't work in children's services and I know my limitations. Yeah. But for, for you, yeah. what, what it comes down to, and yeah, you're right, because we have a duty of care uh, and the job's got to get done regardless. Um, but I, you see, I know, Coach, you, you do your job, but you work, you, you know, it's not just nine to five, you'll work beyond the hours and you still, you could work from now till midnight every day for the next 40 years, your work will never be done. Never. So there will come a time where we have to prioritize what's important to us. And it comes down to your values. It comes down to, because anytime that we're doing something that's not aligned with what, you know, who we really are. So for example, you know, if you're a lawyer and you value honesty, you can't really represent someone who, you know, you know, the person just robbed the bank. So you mm. can't really, you know, if you do have to stand up in court and say, no, he's innocent, you, you, you're going to feel that cognitive dissonance, aren't you? And, and it's going to make you feel like rubbish and it's going to affect your performance and all of that. And, and sometimes we do compromise, don't we? we? We're asked to do things that may seem unethical. Yeah. to us in social and, and we're asked to make decisions and that has a toll on us but going back to what you were saying I think it comes down to and this is all part of self-care it's about our boundaries because the thing is Curtis often when I ask people what what their boundaries are they say oh yeah yeah I, I've got boundaries but they, they don't <laughs> because um, often 
we don't know when our, our, our boundaries have been violated until someone violates them. And we think, oh, I, I don't like the way that person made me feel or the way they talk to me. I appreciate that. Mm. So that's why we need to be sort of prepared. Like, you know, we're going into battle. You wouldn't go into battle without any weapons or what have you. So if you know what you can, what your limitations are, what's acceptable to you and what's not, and, and also it's good for our clients because if we have our boundaries, then we, we will also be able to show them and lead by example. So when your boss is coming, like, you know, s- simple things like, you know, I always say to my, my line manager, what, what are you, um, what do you want me to do first? You've given me all these tasks, Wh- which one first? What, what has to take priority? You know, those kind of things. It's just knowing, you know, do, do you know what it looks like, um, Curtis, when you've had enough, when you're at your, your, your limits how how does it look um i feel it actually so what it looks like is what i feel if that answers the, if that, so i feel like i'm losing control i feel like i'm being sucked backwards i feel like um i'm i'm going i feel like failure is imminent so then one would then operate under fear as opposed to more sanity and, and uh, confidence and it affects how you function it affects the, how you write it affects how you communicate um i have ways of you know i have a i have an ethos of managing all of this by the way um but i mm-hmm. i i do feel it and the thing is is that sometimes i would chase the stats or chase the work and knowing that it, there is an imminent day of crashing and so i'm thinking how far can i push it before i crash so I, I kind of play the game a little bit because that's what the job really does pull you in to do. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, well, it's not fine, but you, you and you'll probably, you'll probably be, be able to do that another five years, 10 years from now, but there'll come a time yeah. where you've reached your, your living, you know, just like, you know, that the stress bucket analogy, how full is your stress bucket? How much can you pile in there? And mm. do you have a, a valve to release the stress? Cause if you don't, what's going to happen to you? And actually, let me use the, the boiling frog analogy. Um, I don't mm. know if you heard that one, Curtis. Yeah, so, you know, if you put a, a frog in the in a boiling water, it's going to jump out because it's too hot. But if yeah. you put the frog in the, boil, in, in the water that's just warm and you gradually turn up the temperature, the frog adjusts its, its body temperature and it boils to death. Yeah. What I'm saying, Curtis, is you don't want to be like that frog because mm. <laughs> you don't want to keep adjusting and compromising and adjusting because it's detrimental to your health. We need to know when to jump out of the pot <laughs> because there is no health without wealth. That's, that was a government strategy even before the pandemic. Because actually, if you don't have your mental health, you can't function in any other aspect <laughs> of your life. So, um, and that's what I saw, Curtis. I saw people, colleagues, giving 20 years of service to the NHS and local authority. And, and then when the organizations that stress them and cause them to be off, they'll be like, well, we, we didn't tell you. We just relied on your goodwill. We, you know, we, we didn't do that to you. And I'm thinking, well, yes, you did. So yeah, we, and if you notice, Curtis, the government agenda when it comes to health and well-being, is very much placed on us because obviously we're having an aging population. There uh, are lots of people with disabilities. They can't, funding is cut, they, they can't afford. So now the onus is on you. Yeah. You better look after yourself because mm. they're not doing it. 
Mm. And off the record, I tell my clients, especially the older ones who, who may be starting to get dementia and what have you, I said, listen, make sure you protect your assets, you know, because they'll come for your house. Even you don't have to be old, you could be young. If you have an accident, they're coming for your house. You go, you know, we, we know that in local authorities, if you if you have above the threshold of savings, it will be taken from you. Yeah. So you really do have to look after yourself. Mm. It's essential. You have yeah. to be proactive and protect yourself. And one of the things I do is I will, I will say something. And, and interestingly, I mean, I had a, a couple of podcasts back. I had a, um, a self-care session and it was about being honest. I, I was yeah. in particular, I made a decision to be honest about me. And I had a live mm-hmm. kind of coaching session, which was quite intense. And it, and it meant, I mean, one of the things I do is I will say to my manager or any manager, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everybody has that voice yet. Some people do, some people don't. Not everybody's assertive. Um, I will speak to my manager about what I have in my hand. Can I hold it? I can't. Not properly. I can do it all, but it's going to be done very badly or I need a break. I will say it. Mm. Um, but I, I recognize also that I will sometimes carry too much and then cry about it or at times, depending, I will say, no, this is a lot. And, and I would encourage people to speak up if they're having these challenges. Yeah, no, you're right. Speaking up, and, and that peer support is essential, but speaking up, but I, I'm also reminded, cause I've, you know, I'm, I'm a locum now anyway, but, and, and I've worked across various boroughs and up and down the country, but um, there are some places where there is a culture where that's not encouraged. You cannot speak about it. You just have to shut up and put up and, um, that can make you feel quite isolated and, and add to the stress. Um, so I'm, I really feel for, for some of my clients, some of my colleagues that are in that place right now. Um, right. And just based on what you said, Curtis, I'm thinking about if, if we continue like that, because I, I get what you're saying, because yeah, the long hours we give and take, but if that's prolonged, yeah. if that's prolonged, there, there is, a recipe for, for burnout, which yep. is also an occupational hazard that, that we face. Um, when we think about the cost of, of caring, um, you know, even things like compassion fatigue, we, um, you working with families and what have you, you're gonna see something, some traumatic things and hear some things and you're human and that is gonna have an impact. Me similarly working in the adult mental health field, you know, when somebody ends their life through suicide, that that affects me. It's mm. not the kind of thing I can just switch off and, and say, oh, well, that's another day. You know, it's not nice when you're up in the coroner's office. It's not nice when you have to justify and, and they're blaming you or it feels that way because something's happened. Somebody's jumped in the Thames. Somebody's done something or attacked somebody or there's a mm. homicide because you know what it's like. Chris. The mm. press we get in the in the newspaper is social workers. It's never yep. the the doctor the policeman and all the professionals Us. that were involved it's the social worker from right. victoria Plimbier to baby p and all the others it's it's the social worker so Absolutely. we we have to kind of practice defensively yeah all the time and that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right there's so much i want to cover and we're going to keep it real concise um statistically what else are we looking at for us because i really want people to be aware these statistics are representative of everybody. It's just where we fall in those numbers. And what other statistics would you share with us to wake us up as to where we're at um, with our mental health? 
Oh, well, there, there are so, so many, but but I think one, you know, one in six workers experiencing um, mental health challenges is, is quite high. And even going back to the one in four of the population, that's quite high. And, and so uh, sometimes I don't think people uh, respond to numbers and they're like, oh, well, that's, it's, <laughs> they're looking around thinking, oh, it's those are the other people. This is the, the mindset that we have. Oh, that's other people. You know, when I sometimes do these training sessions and various other things, people say, oh yes, it's, it's great what you're doing for those people. Those people, we need to help those people because they perceive that mental health means that someone's running around naked in the street or talking to themselves. It's like, no, it's you, it's me. Mm. What are you, and because you don't realize, how can you protect yourself if you don't realize that you were impacted? Now, as I stated earlier, burnout, compassion fatigue, Mm. All these things are occupational hazards. You cannot work in the industry and not be uh, affected and infected too in in certain ways by by the toxic culture. But um, for example, people who experience burnout um, tend to be people, and sorry if this is you, it was was me one time because I I experienced it. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't tend to delegate. They, They work longer hours don't know how to say no or they bottle up their feelings they um procrastinate and i do this procrastinate they avoid or some of us are just perfectionists we we as social workers naturally take on um social justice issues Mm. but the fact that we don't talk about it and that is a recipe for burnout Mm. so Mm. that when when you're off sick and you wonder why that 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 is that is the, there's warning signs all along. Okay, let me tell you that you wouldn't drive your car, Curtis, would you, without um, putting fuel in the car, would you? Service, you know. Yeah, you you take it for your annual MOT, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want no trouble. You want to be able to drive, and 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 we need to do a similar thing with our minds. We mm. need an overhaul, and. Yeah, we've got family and friends and peers, but sometimes we need a bit more because actually it might not be fair to burden them with all of that wow. because they, they, yeah, because family and friends, they're, they're not our therapists, they're not our coaches, they're, they're not designed, even if they're in the profession, to carry that that weight. And peer support is great and all of those things. But when, when it's, you're dealing with trauma and things like that, you might just need a bit more. So you know your limits, uh, just, just be aware. It's all about self-awareness, you know. Do you know but what? For, as social workers, we're not. We're just not. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so glad you're saying it, and that's why I created this platform for social workers to voice up. And if we're just talking, great. However, I'm glad you you reached out because if I'm struggling in my job, if I'm finding it emotionally or mentally stressful and I don't see a way of changing that, my question is, can you help me, Maz? What do you do? And, um, and I know that you introduced yourself at first, but I would like you to just tell me a little bit more about what you do and who you're working with, because I want, again, the listeners to know, this is so serious. I have to reiterate it. Where do they go when it's too much? Can I come to you? Is that what you do? Yes, come, come, everyone come. Mm. Yeah, you know what, it's, it's because when I, you see, when I was going through that, that burnout, I, I worked, as I said, in a few, and it's not an understatement to, uh, to, to say that they were toxic environments. And when I thought that I was going crazy, Curtis, because I'm, I'm going to 
HR. I'm going to, and you know, you have certain people that are protected. Yeah. They may be incompetent in their role, but they're protected. They've been in the game for a while yeah. and you can't touch them. You can't say nothing yeah. about yeah. them, even though yeah. they're, so, listen, some of the people I work for, I'm thinking like, like sociopaths. And I'm thinking, what, how can you get into this caring profession? And you're like this, but anyway, I digress. So there are those people that will shock you. And I didn't have anyone to talk to. And everyone knew my peers were like, oh yeah, they're just like that. You just have to, yeah, you just don't say nothing. And that really stressed me and I it affected my sleep and I wasn't, a, and I knew that I had to get out. I knew that I had to get out and that's, uh, I planned my exit strategy and that's what I did. But um, in answer to your question, Curtis, I, um, I got into coaching, I love coaching. It actually complements the, the profession because yes, we tackle issues of social injustice and all of that, but you, you know, sometimes we're very prescriptive, aren't we, as social workers to our clients? But what coaching does is it, it you, you know, you are the expert in your life. It's not me telling you, Curtis, you must do mm. X, Y, and Z. You actually already have the answers within you. It's just that you haven't had time to think and process because you're right. you're going left, right, and you're on autopilot. How, how, when was the last time, Curtis, someone asked you, Curtis, what do you really want? What, what do you really want out of life and what are your goals? Yeah. Did you have time to reflect on that? Mm. Mm. you know big so it's question. just providing sorry go on no i'm saying it's a big question yeah yeah well i know nobody asked me for you until i got coached and i was like wow so mm. then I, I went on to train and i was like yeah that's that's amazing this is what people need for everybody need a coach i've got i've got a business coach i've had a therapist and and it's it's just because we're carrying stuff we're carrying stuff we don't yeah. even know about yeah. apart from the fact yes i'm a woman black woman all of these things um and not just because of that yeah there's generational traumas there's all kinds of things yeah, that dictate that the way and we have to unlearn some of those destructive mindsets that we've adopted that actually hinder us uh, and mm. and keep us because you know just like cpd isn't it we we have to renew our registration every year we have to evidence yeah. that why don't we do that not just professionally but personally we need to work on ourselves. You don't just mm. stop learning at the point you finish your, your you know, university. So in, what I'm saying, Curtis, in a roundabout way, we have to invest in ourselves because actually what you think about yourself is key. What you think about yourself, because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you. If you feel, you know, a certain way inside, that will be reflected in the way you interact. We're good at providing for our children, aren't we? And we let everyone have this and, you know, but we don't give ourselves the best. And why is that? And that's the kind of conversations I have with my clients. So yeah, people can come in a non-judgmental environment and talk about all these kind of issues. Yeah. And for the ladies, it's um, the kind of things that they seem to get is imposter syndrome, uh, uh, people who are, who are procrastinators, people who just burnt out, various people, who are, are having issues within the workplace. And, and yeah, you, you can come because what um, I've found, I couldn't go to HR because they're connected. Sometimes you need someone neutral who- we know um, I know this, I know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. So yeah, that's why having, it could be a coach, it could be a mentor. If you've got a good person who's detached from, from your workplace, speak mm. to them. I really, but the problem is, is that we don't, and we hear this all the time, and we, it's preached all the time, but we don't do it. And I must admit, Curtis, I didn't do it uh, a few years ago because I felt ashamed. I felt that how can I, as a professional, 
go and talk to somebody. I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm dealing with vulnerable adults. I cannot be vulnerable. There's not the space. They'll think I'm incompetent. Wow. But the more people I speak to, the more <laughs> similarities and patterns I see. And I see the trajectory that they're on, that if you don't break that thing, <laughs> you're going to end up like your clients. <laughs> and we don't want that. So, yeah. That is so. powerful. You know you know what it is, is that... Um, um, we just clicking something off the screen here. Um, it's so helpful when people like yourself are just honest about where you're coming from and what you're helping people. You're helping people try to avoid the same mistakes you have. And so you're coaching people out of burnout. So we can be social workers, we can do our jobs, but we need support. We need someone like yourself and I'm trying to pull them all together because the big thing for me is self-care in social work. We, I'm not going to just have people on there complaining about social work. Let's talk mm. about how we can be better at what we do. Um, I, I would like to ask you mm -hmm. if you have any tips for us. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a few, but I'll, I'll keep it. Let's go for um, three. Let's go for three. Okay. So I know you're so okay. and ready, you know. Yes, yes. Mm. Oh, there's loads. I think the authenticity is one of my values and, and it's, yeah, I would say, I was going to say accept yourself where you are on the journey, but before you can accept, you need to acknowledge what you're feeling. So earlier mm -hmm. you mentioned, Curtis, about you notice certain things. Actually, you will feel it in your body before yeah. your mind tells you. Wow. So, and that's a clear indication, by the way, that your boundaries have been crossed. You know, sometimes you, you know, you could be around a certain person or environment and your heart, your heart sinks or it's that feeling where you're tense, tense shoulders, jaw tense up, whatever. Your body's yeah. giving you signals. It's telling you, I don't like this. There's something yeah. that makes me feel be curious. Ask yourself questions. What? Why is that? What's going on here? Don't don't ignore it because, like, when you do that, it's like a beach ball. You know, you try and uh, press it, that it pops up again. Yeah. So, and that's, that's right. that will happen throughout your career, throughout your life, until you address the thing that it is. So, yeah, acknowledge. Please acknowledge what it looks like for you. It's different for me. I know for me, when I've had enough, I get irritable more so than usual. Uh, irritable. I I stop sleeping. I get anxious you know mm. and that you know and it's just all of that stuff so I know that I need to take a break when those things are happening so please acknowledge what's going on and also um yeah I'm a mental health first aider I, I forgot to say that and and that's helpful for just because sometimes so what, we don't you know you what, you're a what sorry Sorry, mental first aider, which basically um, you you could you could go and get trained in it. It's helpful to recognise the signs and symptoms um, of of mental health um, challenges that people face within the workplace, so that you can then support. You're not treating them. You can signpost them. You can advise and get them help. So if a colleague, it's it's really subtle things, Curtis. So for example, um, it's hard for you to be there, but if if your colleague's been off for a while. Or um, the, the, there's certain signs and things oh, that they yeah. may do. Wow. That are, yeah. Wow. But because we're busy in our, our mm. own world, we might not recognize. And meanwhile, they're, they're, they're breaking down or, or yeah. what have you. So if you don't know what's going on for that person, you, you can't really support them. And front, that's why frontline managers, uh, as well as others, have to be looking after their own health yeah. as well as the well being yeah. of their staff. 
So um, what I'm trying to say is when someone asks you, for example, how are you, Curtis? Tell the, be authentic, tell them how you're really doing. And we need to be the kind of people that are creating an environment where they don't feel um, that they that they have to, you know, sometimes people say, hey, Maz, how are you doing? And they're, they're down the road, I'm thinking, why did you ask me? You know, you're not interested, <laughs> you know, it's just something that we say, is that, you know, like saying to the neighbors, oh, you must pop round, yes, well, and you don't really mean it. So yeah, let's be genuine in our in our interactions with others and the other thing sorry by the way just to mm -hmm. add on to that is the reason that people don't the number one reason is because of stigma that tells me stigma is alive and well especially within certain communities um i see within mental health people get told don't don't go and talk to that doctor don't take medication don't do this all things that are detrimental and delay a person's recovery so um yeah so that's that what's that two three um and uh, I was going to say self-care, by the way, is an all-encompassing term, but I'm not talking because people often think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out for champagne and lobster. That's nice. You can do that. Those are all the external things. Get your hair done, get the nails done. Yeah, great. But that's not, it's not self-care as such. Self-care actually can be quite messy. It can be, it can be you um, letting go of toxic environments of people. Some of those people might be your family members because every time you get round Uncle Uncle Bill, he's just putting you down. So, you know, you're, you're never any good. You think, you think you're high and mighty because you're a social worker. Well, why don't you be like the rest of them? It, it might be just limiting your time with, with negative influences. It might be going to therapy because mm -hmm. of those things that you can't get over when you were a child. And it's, it's, it's those kind of things that are often the hardest to do that we don't want to do. And yeah. we say, oh, that's, yeah, it's that, that's really what self-care is about. Um, but yeah, you and, can and, do and, it. And is that something that you kind of address and, and deal with as well? Yes. Mm. We get to the core. It's not no, no fluffy, uh, yeah, let, let's have a, although like a Prosecco and, and thing. No, we have to get to the root because like I said, if you don't, mm. the thing will just manifest somewhere else yeah. and keep, that's right. up and then there's no escape yeah and the thing is yeah, we're, we're picking up other people's right which is what we're paid to do we're happy to do it but we're picking it up we have to recognize we're picking it up how can we do yeah, it yeah. Now, i'll tell you what we've got what three minutes left right okay. <laughs> you, are, you are loading us up and i'm like maz there has to be a part two what are you saying yeah yeah happy to do that it's, it's a big topic oh, but i just i want people mm. to know listen don't suffer in silence mm. and and just finally listen life has yeah. to have meaning do uh, please engage we tell our clients this all the time but you need to engage in meaningful activities so whatever it is oh. um, so like i said i do comedy I, that's my therapy when i go on the stage and talk about my my life my 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 dating life you know all of that and people are laughing at my life and they're like oh that's hilarious i said no it's the truth it's my life so whatever you do whether it's you like to sing you like to run cook whatever it is please find something that gives you meaning and even if you spend uh, half an hour each week please do it because otherwise what's the point and make sure it aligns with your values there's so many other tips but what i would recommend is i'm offering so for the first 10 of your viewers or whatever i um can uh, provide a free consultation just chat you could just chat with me and see if we're a good fit and see how i can help you that's it that's amazing so, where can we find you please 
yeah i'm so i'm going to give you the you can go to my website you can find me on maz alexander on linkedin um and i'm going to give you the link to my um consultation booking and feel free you can book on that and just have a a, a chat and see Perfect. how we I'm, can... I'm, I'm going to put the link in the description <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, we feel the fire. We want you back on. I, I do anyway. In fact, I'm going to demand it, to be honest with you, to oh, say <laughs> you have to be back, you know, and maybe, I don't know if you ever give us a free comedy um, show as well, but actually, um, you know, but I really appreciate it, it was fire. It was, yeah. it's hot stuff. And I, and I think you've woken us up. Let's do this. So I, guys, look, I want to thank you, Maz, for coming on. Thank you for having me. But, yeah, of course, absolutely. and. Please guys, share and subscribe while you're helping someone. This isn't just about sharing and subscribing because you think you've heard something nice. This is actually helping someone in need. Um, so if you are a frontline worker in any capacity or in life, social workers, definitely please hook yourselves up for a free consultation. The first 10 will get it for free. Uh, get a consultation for free. Let me be clear before I undersell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much. You will hear from me soon because I've got some topics to cover. Maz, again, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll That's see you guys soon. Take care.